If you're going to let one stupid prick ruin your life, you're not the girl I thought you were. But to a certain type of woman, I'm a hero. It's a shinky feminist, I'm a woman ridiculous people podcast yeah i'm um, alex shannon and and i'm Liv Sengor, and you can follow us at a ridiculous pod yeah on twitter and instagram and you can follow alex at alex shan a-l-u-x-s-h-a-n yeah, also on twitter, twitter and instagram. instagram and you can follow Liv on twitter and instagram at liviosa l-i-v-i-o-s-a-h you can woohoo thanks for bearing with us guys we haven't been in your ear holes no, recently we, no we have not <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of shit going on we really have yeah. um we have a cat we adopted a child yes he's an eight-month-old kitten named t'challa after he's, the black panther yes he's a little black cat he's Liv's son he's my son my nephew yes amazing he's very shy but he is quite cuddly when, when he's he in the mood be. yeah when he wants to be He's still like suspicious of everybody. He is still suspicious because he's he spent so much time in shelters. He he's truly actually, a rescue cat. He jumped around actually, so they found him in Newark mm-hmm. in a construction site, mm-hmm. and then he was at a Newark shelter for a little bit, and then he came to Manhattan. He was at two Manhattan shelters before I found him. Ugh. Yeah, poor little bean. poor little bean. Yeah, he's not used to like growing attached to no. people and places. I think definitely not. You know, yeah. He's around here he's, somewhere. He's laying on the couch behind me. Oh, yay. You listening to the pod? to be part of it. <laughs> he's a fan of the pod. Um, uh-huh. We should just blast the podcast. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think we're here. <laughs> like, I can't see them. You know? <laughs> and just put, like, a giant picture of us and tape it to the TV. Terrifying. <laughs> Sarah, our third, uh, our third roommate comes home and is like, what, what the, the fuck actual is going on? on? We're like, we're trying to condition the cat <laughs> to loving us. Um... What else yeah. is happening? So I got a new job. Yeah. Started a new day job. Yeah. Um that's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know. Yeah. It's a day job. It's a day job. It's, it's always like an adjustment period. Absolutely. To, like working in a new place, getting used to new people, getting yeah. used to a new environment, getting used to those hours and For that sure. commute and whatever. So that's also been kind of hectic. Yeah. yeah. We have some like really fun Artistic projects that's coming it's to extremely a close exciting. or yes. and also beginning. Yeah. We have like two I mean, pretty major things yeah. that, have, that have gotten some momentum behind them. Yes. So coming good. very soon, very actually. Very soon. I mean, very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like the summer. <laughs> as soon is... as it goes very soon, and then I go, I I have a couple of emails to send <laughs> right oh, now, no. actually. <laughs> See in her eyes, she's like shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been busy. We've but, been busy. You know, hopefully busy with stuff that we can help us like share. With yeah, you guys we'll in definitely the yeah, d- follow us on social media. We'll definitely keep you abreast the of content. the content. The correct. Content. Yes. You can um, see fun pictures of the cat. Oh my god, so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my stories mostly. He's a little black cat because we're witches. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so on brand. Yeah. And also adopt black cats. Adopt black cats, yeah. They euthanize them more than other cats. They do. Because um, people are genuinely spooked out yeah by little black people kitties. are very superstitious so they don't get adopted very often um so just sad, sad. yeah so sad. Oh. anyway that was your phone right that was my phone <laughs> can you hear it in yeah. the thing no. it was so loud in the house it's because of the food oh, oh yeah okay so yeah when we we ordered um 
brunch in. And so we needed to have the phone on loud to have the seamless people call us. We had a truly lazy morning. We so ordered lazy. coffee it to the lovely. apartment. This was great. It's been lovely. We've had a long week. <laughs> we have. We're tired. We have a long... Yeah. I don't know. We got a lot going on. Um, we're back to talk to you about some shit that we saw because that's really what's important. Can we just open with yeah. what we all want to... What you all want to hear from us? Yeah. Fleabag. Fleabag. Season two. You want to you wanna hear us talk about Fleabag because you you're obsessed with it too. And if you're yes. not... You need to be convinced. Yeah. So here's what's up. It's great. It's the best. Oh, my God. I mean, the first season was incredible. It was so good. It really was. I mean, <coughs> what Phoebe Waller-Bridge does, she, like, writes it, and she is the main character in it. She's Fleabag, and yeah. she speaks directly to camera, and it's based on her one-woman show, mm-hmm. and it's about, like, womanhood and family and sexuality yeah. and tragedy and like repression and I mean wit and yeah. sarcasm yeah. and like silliness mm-hmm. and it is so good. It's so good. It's very British. It's short. I mean you can it, it's compared not to a, some other shows, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not a commitment. You know, you no. don't have to like sit there and be like, oh I have to watch it's like six, six episodes or. every season, right? It is, yeah. And each episode is like thirty minutes. About thirty minutes, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so well done. It's <laughs> like, so I just well can't. done. Very bingeable too. Like Especially Kingsley. the second season. It's just so beautifully yeah. done. The second season is amazing. I mean, they're, they, the first really season is. was great too, but yeah. I, I just think that the second season, like, it definitely stepped it up, doubled down, hundred percent. Um, so like the main kind of thrust. I don't know if any of you have seen Mark. I didn't see any marketing materials before I started watching, so I didn't no. know what the theme Mm-mm. was going to be, and I didn't know what was going on. But no. um, the marketing materials all show Fleabag and like a like religious setting and in like basically like a stained glass window kind (laughs) of picture (laughs) um yeah so she's they she explores like religion yeah and yeah relationships a heavy theme this season religion Um, and spirituality yeah and um and then further further explorations on sisterhood Yes. Oh my god. It the sisterhood arc this season especially so beautiful was so amazing yeah. Yeah. Um and I just I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a bunch of Catholic oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. There's a hot priest that I'm sure. Yeah, that's the character's name is Hot Priest. Yeah. Um, played by that guy who plays Moriarty, Moriarty. from Sherlock. Yeah. You've seen him. Yeah. You He's ever, great. Yeah, he is great. They have great chemistry. They really they do. They have great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen some, like, arguments on Twitter about people being like, I don't know why y'all think that he's hot. He's not. Like, you guys are stupid and dumb. Like, whatever, for people who are thinking that he's hot. And the unanimous thing is, like, it's not necessarily that he's hot. It's no. about Fleabag's reaction to him, and it's about the way that him and Fleabag interact. Exactly. It's their chemistry that's hot. That's what really matters. It's true. And it just matters. Like, you take her side when it comes to opinions generally. Exactly. Generally. I don't know. I think that she does a really great job of winning you over. So it's true. you just go like, oh, same. Oh, same. You know? And then you just take her side. And so right. her side is, he's fucking hot. So yeah. you go like, he's fucking you hot. You just agree. Exactly. Because you're seeing everything through her perspective. It's extremely first person. Yeah, know? absolutely. And mm-hmm. even though it's kind of weirdly second person because she's talking directly to you as an right. as a viewer. Yes. Um but I just thought it was like it's just such a an interesting show. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a great show about a character grappling with like I would like to be a better person and how do I be a better person where there are things that I can't 
ever take back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the sort of exploration of what it's just like navigating the world as a woman is really well done here. Yeah. As an adult woman too. Yeah. With like adult issues. Right. Yeah. And feeling you know? a sort of pressure to like grow up and be an adult yeah. all the time. And like owning a cafe when, and like yeah. trying to figure out what a good healthy relationship is when especially right. when you're surrounded by what you perceive to be very unhealthy relationships. Exactly, right. And you're like, Well, what do I want for myself? If it's not that, then right. what is it? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know? Just a lot. I think the exploration of relationships, that's a really good point. Like the the plethora of unhealthy relationships yeah. that she's surrounded by. Yeah. That's really that's really interesting. I didn't think of it that way, but it's so true. Yeah. I mean, and I think that especially like women in their twenties and thirties, it's I don't know, it's like all of a lot of our parents are divorced. Yeah. And like all of our friends are like dating someone, but it's like, do I want that kind of relationship? No. Right. Do I want that kind of relationship? No. <laughs> you know, like, so like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that I'm like, I see their relationship and think, oh, yeah, wow. That's absolutely. something that I would love to have. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I feel like this, that, the other thing is something I wouldn't be into. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Or whatever. Or like looking from the outside and you're kind of like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know? Yeah. Or yeah, that person's not good for that person in yeah. this way that this person will never see yeah, or something like right. that. Um. Yeah, and you watch, like, Fleabag get more um, confident in what she's doing in yeah. a way. I don't know, but, like, just also more just self-aware. Definitely. You yes, know, like, so she true. she's, like, understanding why she wants what she wants. And yeah. she's not just doing it out of, like, pure escapism or yeah. self-destruction. She's yeah. like, no, I'm hurting and I'm reaching out because of that. Right. And I know that, yeah. but I'm going to do it anyway yeah you know i don't know it's like there's just like a there's a conviction there that wasn't there before definitely which is really beautiful i think it's also nice to see a woman who is in pain who's not self-destructive because i feel like oftentimes it's very easy for especially like a show like this to just kind of go down the whole thing where it's just like oh what a mess and that's kind of the comedy of it right Um, and it, and I feel like they did a good job even in the first season when it yeah. was about self-destruction yeah. in a way mm-hmm. and sl- self-flagellation. Sure, right. It wasn't funny. Yes, yeah. Or Those cute. parts weren't funny. No, yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. funny or cute. It was like, oh my God, Fleabag. <laughs> yeah. What? You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. Um, and just wondering like what's at the bottom of it and then you find out. And right. She, you can tell like the whole time she didn't want you to know yeah she was trying her best to like cover it all up and seem like cool and fine and focused and whatever right and she just absolutely wasn't yeah you know definitely yeah phoebe waller bridge was saying that her relationship changes like fleabag's relationship to us Uh has changed oh sure from the first season because she was like i she initially was like i'm not doing a second season there's like no really yeah she's like there's i mean that's where the play ends like it's sure like right no like no um but she was like, then I figured, well, they found out, like, the audience finds out what she's done. Yeah. And so, where, like, where do you go from there? And she's like, you have to fundamentally change the way that she's talking to you. Word. Like, she's That's talking to you in a way that is acknowledging, yeah. oh, you now know. Right. You know what's going on. Right. So, that yeah, that relationship changes. And then she walks away for a different reason at the end of this time. Yeah. And I think 
it's great. And I think it is a honestly a, a more hopeful and and more like beautiful ending. I think so too. This way than to end with how she ended season one. I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the the way that the sister storyline wrapped yeah. up this season. Yeah, I thought it was great. I like literally cried when she's when this, her sister goes like the only person I've run through an airport for is you. That and, like, was in her, really in her, sweet. Like, yeah, snarky kind in her, of like, way, condescending you know? kind of like bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you, kind yeah. of way. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. And watching her sister go like, don't talk about how big my office. God, it's really crazy. fucking big. And she goes like, don't. <laughs> Talk about how big my office is. He goes like, "I've always been jealous of you and your quirky little cafe, and yeah, how you I always know. have the right jokes and whatever." And she just like is looking at her and she's like, <laughs> "Don't yeah. say anything about how big my office is." That was really that was whole like, episode was so me? funny. Yeah. <laughs> what? My favorite was when That's she so picks funny. up that award. She's like, "Don't play with that." And then the second she, she picks it up, immediately literally the <laughs> timing on that was amazing. Oh my god! The timing at the dinner too. The way the dinner is cut oh, together, yeah. so good. And the way like her smoke breaks were cut yeah. together. Yeah. I will say, warning. Yeah. If you have any sort of penchant toward tobacco. Oh yeah. This the it way that smoking she, look great. the way that she shoots smoking yeah. makes it look like the most calming and wonderful and effective. It was written by a smoker. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. Like you know what I mean. You yeah, watch yeah. you watch those scenes oh. when she gets when she goes and has a fucking cigarette, and I'm like, <sighs> right, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it's you so want to go have a cigarette. It really it's does so like true. a lot. <laughs> so like warning. That's really funny. That's. So accurate. It's so true, right? I was smoking while I was watching that show. <laughs> yeah, Season dude. Yeah. It's rough. Yikes. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, good warning. I mean, um, but just watch it. It's yeah, so watch it. Watch incredible. both It's seasons. edited better than, like, any other show in, like, the world. It really is. The theme that they have, like, the musical theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I would say, like, on, upon second watch, I was like, this is, like, almost overused. Mm-hmm. But how did I not realize it the sure, first watch like so the true. first watch i didn't notice at all how no. much they used it and then yeah. i was watching again with like a little bit more of like a critical eye yeah mm-hmm. and ear um, yeah. and i was like oh, wow. wow and uh i was like oh like they use this theme a yeah. ton like uh-huh. this phrase specifically mm-hmm, this musical mm-hmm. phrase so much mm-hmm. but i'm like really into it because yeah. it's like really intense orchestral right like right. fucking church music yeah like yeah. it's dramatic as fuck and it really does help add a dramatic air to anything that's happening it's so true yeah so it's kind of like it's not i don't know it's kind of cheating but <laughs> it kind of i thought i don't know but it's, it's also used in like ironic ways sometimes yes, too exactly. so yeah. it's really fun um but yeah I, I would say that would be the only thing that i that i found upon a second watch to be like hmm i don't know about that choice Word. Uh-huh, personally uh-huh. just because I I rewatched some of the first season mm-hmm. and then re- started rewatching some of the second. Yeah. Um just to kind of compare the two and mm-hmm. um the musical cue for Fleabag the title sequence mm-hmm. whenever the title would come up it was like this really kind of like dissonant jazz mm-hmm. like oh, really okay. quickly for like a couple seconds. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Season 1 you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? I haven't seen that in a longer time, but yes. Yeah. And then they mean. have like a they have a musical phrase that they reference a couple times and and it's and it's like a bit of like an electric guitar y like sort mm-hmm. of theme. Okay. Um and they do they do use that. Not as but I would just say not as much gotcha. as the second okay. season relied on that like orchestral theme to come to bring it all back. I definitely remember and the tie it all together. Theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but 
I don't know. I just think that they I think that they just wanted to like actually go hard with like the theme and really definitely. like do it and I respect that cuz a lot of shows <laughs> will not go that hard. Yeah, definitely. Like that. Um can we talk about Olivia Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's just I mean her award winning. Yes, that's Academy award winning Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um, she's incredible in it oh my god she's so good her character is the just awful the like, godmother she's horrifying. crazy yeah. um i really that one episode where it was at their mother's funeral oh, yeah. and she was like trying to pick up their dad <laughs> it was just fucking oh my god brutal was, like, like, oh my god. She was like god she's fucking yeah. like <laughs> yeah. she's fucking ruthless like mom's barely cold or whatever and like her sister's like can't you fucking like believe in somebody being good yeah. for once? But yeah. she's like, right. It's yeah, it's, so it's like very funny. Funny. right. Um, yeah. She's like trying to pick up their dad. <laughs> right? Um, there's a great one of the my other favorite moments. I just like the favoritism that she has. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, she doesn't like either of no, the girls, doesn't. but I think it's so I thought that one scene where she was trying to paint that portrait mm-hmm. and just to had she had fully back, turn around fully turn around was a great another great moment of comedy I thought. oh my I god like, what and this like the completed crazy. one is like at their wedding yeah yeah <laughs> she's turned around in it <laughs> it's like so i feel like the comedy in this is so i don't want to say specific because that sounds like it's like bad so like or that sounds like it would yeah that some know? that anybody off the street would maybe find it hard to laugh at but it's no, it's, it's not, not, at not all. no it's it's just smart. Yes. It and it's is, sneak yeah. up on you comedy sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like a fucking hard laugh from a, a great one liner. Yes. And then sometimes it's like six scenes later, a payoff. Yes. Of a setup yes. that oh you didn't God. realize was a setup. And Absolutely. you go like, holy fuck. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? It's so true. Um speaking of, if we don't mind segueing. Please, yeah. But speaking of like long long game setups sure. and payoffs. Yeah. Shit's Creek, yes, right, is amazing, uh-huh. and I've been watching it. And there is a setup from mm-hmm. the pilot uh-huh. that is paid off in I think the like third season. Oh wow, uh-huh. second or third season. Uh-huh. There's like an episode where they are dealing with the giant portrait that was hung okay. in like their grand like hall or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. of all of them, and um. It's just this, like, giant painting. And they keep, like, joking that Alexis wasn't there. It was, like, somebody's assistant. And then they, like, oh, body doubled it. And then they put her face over it. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> she was, like, somewhere else. She was, like, jet setting somewhere, uh-huh. being a socialite. Uh-huh. Um, and they, like, bring it into the motel that they're staying at. And it's the size of their room. And oh, like, wow. like, good God, it's horrifying. <laughs> like, why does your mother's fucking eyes follow me? And he was, like, remember, Dad? She paid extra for that. And oh, it was, God. like, so funny. Nice. That's something to be said. I feel like, especially nowadays, comedies mm-hmm. are starting to, like, it's like you you look b- towards the long game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all sort of, I don't know. I feel like it's being treated more like drama. You know? Yeah. I mean? There's Comedy like shows. they're starting to set up like long arcs versus exactly. inter episode arcs. Right. It's almost like they're learning from fucking. Um, procedurals. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Because there's something really satisfying about that. There's something in our like monkey brains that go like, we like things to be finished. Yes. You know, start the thing, finish the thing. Right. You know? Right. And the longer that it's in process, the more satisfying the payoff Definitely. can be. Yeah. If done well. A hundred percent. And, and I like think, Game of I Thrones. Mean, oh shit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Triggered. Anyway. Um, 
Um, but yeah, I just love that like Schitt's Creek doesn't have any high stakes. Word. There's yeah. not there's not one single thing that's high stakes. Yeah. Um, speaking of Pride, happy Pride. Oh yeah. It's Pride happy right pride. now. Um Dan Levy, who is the co-creator with his father, Eugene Levy, yeah. um, he's the like head writer and mm-hmm. like head creator really. And he he kind of came up with the whole thing, but mm-hmm. he was talking about his character's journey of being pansexual mm-hmm. um but he starts dating this guy mm-hmm. and he's really sweet he's like his business manager mm-hmm. and because he like opens a general store and their relationship is about like the ups and downs of really starting to trust someone and making it be like an actual serious adult relationship rather right. than you know and navigating like family and business and yeah vacations and you know difference in taste and living situations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and not about oh people in this town don't like that he's gay gotcha they don't like that they're two men in a relationship Mm -hmm. like they very rarely talk about that and it's amazing because he just kind of says like there's enough of that there's enough of like yeah of shows that are you know showing the journey of like having to defend yourself and like the way you live and who you love and like fighting that fight and he's like why not create a show where everything's the way it should be yeah the way it ought to be where it's just about the relationship it's about the people in the relationship and it's not like yeah there's like why create adversity that where you could actually just make it normal well, I think it's that's really important as well. Yeah, I mean, they said it's reached a lot of people, and right. people used it to come out to their parents oh, wow. and stuff because it's something that like their parents could watch and connect over because it was right. like, oh, everybody's just acting like it's normal. Maybe like it could be, and it's like set in a really rural area. Right, right. So it's like, oh, like yeah, you can have like parties down at the barn and be gay. Yeah, right. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like people, like there are some people that, Definitely. you know, it, there's so much about being gay in the city. Yeah, and that's very You true. know, and that this is just like being gay and being yourself and being, you know, the like he, he gets made fun of because he's like silly. He's like a silly guy. Like he's right. a silly character, David. Uh-huh. But he's not, nobody's making fun of him because he's gay. And that's For not sure. the punchline is that he's gay. Right. The punchline is that he's being silly and crazy. Right. And his boyfriend is often the one that's the straight man that goes like, David (laughs) what and he goes like what and it's like you know it's this kind of like balance of right personalities rather than oh my god what a silly homosexual you know fuck that you know I think it's important too I mean to have media that's also exemplary of like where we should be so that I think so god Christ especially in the comedy space 100% you know yeah Um, and he says that they write it they write it like a drama like they don't write mm -hmm. it with the intention of like hard jokes and laughs and stuff right and like the laughs come because everybody's funny but like the idea that they're just kind of writing they're trying to just be honest yeah and that's where the comedy comes from is like what he kind of said and i think that's why people fall in love with it because the story is just so lovely and pure and they're really focused on story and you like learning alongside these characters right and, you know, they don't get rich again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I talked about that on here a little bit ago, but it's like mm-hmm. I really like that they mm-hmm. are not getting rich. They're yeah. dealing with it and living in a regular world, and they're not necessarily bad people. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't 
lose all their money because they were scamming people out of their money or whatever. No, yeah. they were just wealthy and out of touch. Sure. Right. And right. now they're trying. Yeah. But they're like silly. Yeah. It's like right. silly. Yeah. And, you know, they have to fend for themselves now. So it's funny to watch someone try to like figure it out. Right. Right. And sometimes be out of touch and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like at their core, all of the characters are good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is really nice because you can Definitely. actively root for everyone. Right, right. Which is like really rare. It I is feel rare, like, you yeah. know. It's, I think especially in the comedy space, the whole thing right? is like these unlikable, like Veep. I mean, I love well, the, Veep. Yeah, everybody, like, it's, it's anti-hero, the whole, the whole point is, anti-hero everything everywhere right exactly. now. And I think that it's nice to have just like, <coughs> there's no villains. Yeah, <laughs> there's literally or, no villains. Mm-hmm. The villain is like poverty yeah. and like boredom. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's just about watching people regular the life, world, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. regular life. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's a little bit of crossover with Fleabag. It's sort of just like I think these so. are just it's just people in the world, and the situations are funny because life's kind of funny. Oh, you know? Yeah, like, and life is so messed up in so yeah. many really specific ways. Yeah, right. But like you know, you take your wins where you can get them. Yeah, amen. Oh my god, it's something we can all take a grain of salt from. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna definitely start watching Shit's Creek. I have like a it's little like bit exploded. Of a list, but... He's and like it's so funny because the creators were like, "What show can you say like was the, at its most popular in season five? Yeah, that's us, though. It's true. They yeah. made more episodes than ever this season. Wow. And um, it's a sweet little Canadian show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And bless them all, they're doing hilarious, incredible work. Amazing. It's you know, like what I've seen of it. Everybody's I've... favorite show now. It's so it's true. kind of just like exploded. What I've seen of it, it's been genuinely quite funny. And I think you were saying this last time on the yeah. podcast too, but it, it really does kind of sneak up on you. Like it, you're not. Yeah. It's not, it's not a joke a minute. No. But then all of a sudden something happens. You're like, huh. Ah. And you know? then you like, like fall in love with the characters word. and you get more entrenched in their lives and livelihoods and you like yeah. are rooting yeah. for them and want to know like what happens, Absolutely. you know, in yeah. that way that it's kind of like. Not a drama, but it's it's yeah. not a sitcom either. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's story based. It's yeah. really it's really nice. Warren, mm-hmm. everyone watch Shit's Creek. Rachel came on this podcast when she guest hosted, and and she was preaching <laughs> the good word of Shit's Creek before anybody else I she know. She really was. She really before was. anyone else yeah. I know. She knew about it first. So shout out to Rachel. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you can follow her at Inferno. The Inferno. The Inferno, yeah. and the O is a zero, is a zero. and there's an underscore in there. <laughs> Good job. I don't know. You can follow her. <laughs> <laughs> this was going great. Rachel, get a better handle. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's too hard to say. Um, but yeah, she 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 was she was she really into lied. it first. Yeah, she knew yeah. about it before we did. <laughs> oh man, good rack. Yeah. Um, Liv, you watched something that was uh, yeah. That I was mean, definitely not a comedy. No, it's definitely not a comedy at all. Um, but I do think this is this is a big one. I, I watched When They See Us. Yeah. Which is Ava DuVernay's four-part um, drama about the Central, uh, Park, the Central Park Five. Which, like, if you haven't seen the documentary about the Central Park Five, yes, watch a hundred percent. She helped. She yeah. She helped like, produce that. I think. That, I think right? Yeah. yeah. Um, she was what is it called? It's called it. the Central Park Five. I think it's called Central Park Five. Yeah. Uh, that was on Netflix before. I bet it's still. I mean, I think it's probably still. If they up were there. smart, it would be on at the same time as the series, right? Um. Actually, it doesn't look like it is on. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, the doc doesn't look like it is on. A... It is called the Central Park Five, though? It is, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend that wow. wherever you can find it. Yeah. Um, it's a great doc. And so it's, good, I mean, yeah. heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. Heartbreaking. If you don't know the, the case. case. And I had I had heard about the case because I'm like a true crime nut. Sure, right. So right. I had heard about the case because it's 
one of the most infamous cases of yeah. the justice system failing yeah. distinctly Definitely. and um, putting away people for a crime they didn't commit. A hundred percent. And like railroading. It's true. You know? yeah. And especially like underage, <laughs> underage interrogation techniques mm-hmm. as well. And racial profiling mm-hmm, and just like, mm-hmm. I will say if you are a black or brown man, it might be a lot. A lot. Um, a friend of mine at work uh, was very negatively affected by it, Aww. and to the point where he was like, "I'm gonna have to come back to this." Yeah. Um, Watch it with like somebody holding your hand. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, rest of us, I can't imagine just watching. <laughs> you know, um, it's uh, yeah, it, it was incredible. I just want to upfront yeah. shout out. Uh, one of the actors in it, Jarell Jerome. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He played Corey Wise, who okay. is the one 16 year old. So, so the whole case was, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard, which like spoiler alert, like I don't know, like read. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about no like, history. spoiling historical no, movies. Yeah. You, you we talk about. That. I feel like we've talked about that on here a bunch yeah. of times, but it's like we brought it up in Itanya episode figured on out. this podcast. Yeah. Figured out. You need to know what happened in the past. I'm sorry yeah. if you haven't been paying attention to current events <laughs> and also past historical yeah. events. That well, are... I think Vice too. We were talking about it with Vice. Yeah, it's like, like you, you know, know what, what fucking know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Can we please watch The Big Short? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's, we should do a... We should do that soon. Yeah, okay. Okay. Love a big short. Love that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Immediately Speaking of. Um, but um, the case was uh, there was a woman um, who was raped and beaten in Central Park in 1989. Yeah. It was a very brutal crime. Mm-hmm. And they... That same night, there was a group of 20 or 30 black and Latino uh, teenagers. Teenagers, right? yeah. Um just kind of like running around being teenagers yeah you know hanging out in the park and yeah to which it became titled wilding yes right that's true yeah um and they were uh five boys were arrested Mm -hmm. and uh interrogated even though they were underage without a parent or guardian present Mm -hmm. it was a lot of the I mean, and it was shady. One of the mm-hmm. boys, and there's a lot of detail in this series that I didn't fully know, yeah. you know? Um, but it was like... The details are more horrifying. Details than, are more Than horrifying. even the broad swaths. It's I mean, true. to just like get to the thing, that they, they yeah. got convicted They of, were convicted, They yes. were convicted of her uh, attempted murder, essentially. Yes. Her sexual assault and attempt, attempted murder, and they were then all found not guilty via DNA yeah. evidence. Yeah, later, someone came forward later. and the DNA matched. Yeah, well, they someone was arrested for something else. Mm-hmm. They didn't go like, hey, it was me. I'm the rapist. Right. <laughs> they, well, actually, they were like interrogated. Well, he was right? the guy. In custody. Well, the guy was already in prison for yeah. rape and murder. Yeah. And he came forward. It was apparently a chance encounter with Corey Wise. So Corey Wise was the one of the boys who was 16. So uh-huh. he didn't get, the rest of them got juvie. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he, he, he was, was sentenced as an adult. To, right, right. Um, he was really awful through it. He was, he was like. Because yeah, he was on, a, where, where was he? He was in Rikers, right? He was, yes, for a minute. And then he got moved upstate. Um, terrible he moved around a lot which i also didn't know I, um, yeah but because he kept requesting transfers because he kept getting beaten yeah um and he ended up in just solitary for a while awesome. um but he uh had a chance encounter with this guy i don't remember his name but the real rapist mm-hmm. um had a chance encounter with him they got into a bit of a fight mm-hmm. um and 
at the time, I think it was sort of a thing where it was Corey was like, why does this guy want to fight me? You know, yeah. like, I mean, everyone wants to fight, but it was mm-hmm. very specific and mm-hmm. it was a weird interaction. And apparently then a couple years later, they both were transferred together. Mm-hmm. And this guy, the real rapist was like, are you still, you're still in here, you know? Mm-hmm. And then came forward because apparently he like found God or whatever. Interesting. Um. So then he came forward. He and found said, God or he wanted he was the, already chance, the possibility of parole. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, he was already, he was already done for this guy. Right. But I mean, a lot of them will do shit like that. Word. To, because in they, hopes of, in yeah. hopes of getting granted sure. leniency, they'll offer and go like, when if I give you this thing, will you promise me this other thing? Yeah. And sometimes teens will go, yeah. yeah. And then they'll go, and then, like, no, never mind. Not. Fuck right. you. Right. Which is sometimes very, very bad. And yeah, sometimes it's fair. like, doesn't matter. They're sometimes murderers, it's so like, bye. this, like, yeah. this guy. <laughs> exactly. kind of like, yeah, whatever. You're an asshole. Um, and he knew all the details of the case. That's how we like, like find a lot of like where bodies are buried from like Word, yeah. serial killers and yeah. stuff is like they'll offer them like years off their sentence or like I the possible more like more possibility of parole or sure. better accommodations or transfer or something like that right, in exchange right. for them to give them more information sure right right yeah i guess i was always i had always read it or maybe i had just interpreted mm-hmm. that it was more of a they like pushed this random guy to be like mm-hmm. We know you probably committed other crimes. What other crimes? Right. If you, if well, you give that, us something, we'll I, give you something. Yeah. I'm sure and that then was, he was like part of it. This but was, it was apparently that in specific this, crime that he was just like he in this in this story. Mm-hmm. He he does he like finds God and and volunteers it. Yeah, yeah. Um, after seeing Corey in prison, still, okay. and he was like, "That's it's been such a long time, and you didn't do this." Mm. Um, but. It's truly the guy who plays Corey, Gerald Jerome, who mm. you will know from Moonlight. He's the teenage love interest <sighs> from Moonlight. So good. He is amazing. He's I'm such a good so actor. excited to see what else he does. Like he played he was also the only one of them to play Corey at all ages cuz I think he's like 22 or something. Oh wow, so he's like so in the in between all of it. He like grew a beard and was him older, you know? Wow, that's crazy. He oh my god, the scenes were him he was in solitary and they would sort of it was this one really beautifully done scene where it was him imagining the only reason he had gotten locked up is because a he went to the park with his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think Yusuf was his name? Yusuf, mm-hmm. um, one of them. I mean, one of the one guys of them. Yeah, was named Yusuf. I think it was Yusuf was his friend, and he had been skipping school and to see this girl. Mm-hmm. And then his friend Yusuf was like, "Come on, we're going to the park." And he's like, "I kind of want to stay with this girl." And his friend's like, "Come on." Yeah, and it's the only reason he was in the park. In the first place. And then the only reason he was in the station that day was because he went with Yusuf to the station. Mm-hmm. So the, the police came. They were like, Yusuf Salam, that's you. Mm-hmm. You're coming with us. Mm-hmm. And they looked at Corey and like, do you want to take your friend down here? Or do you want to wait for him? And he's like, oh, I ha- I'll go. Because your mm-hmm. mom would prefer if I was with you mm-hmm. and like, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason he was there. You know, mm-hmm. and they used Corey especially to sort of tie it together because they had these confessions, four confessions that Quote were unquote. very coerced. Yeah, um, coerced false confessions. False confessions yeah. where they basically implicated each other, but nobody ever admitted to the rape. And also, none of them, none of their <laughs> confessions actually corroborated. No. Oh, it made like the no timeline sense. didn't make any sense, yeah. and neither did a lot of the details. The no. details yeah. did not line up. It was a mess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was one of the things that they knew that the guy who confessed to mm-hmm. after before they even got the DNA, the reason right, they were right. able to take him seriously was because mm-hmm. he had details that <coughs> none of the boys were able right. to give about like That's her true. car keys, I think, and like where yeah. like 
something like about like her sock or something. There was like yeah. just really small Specific, details yeah. that he was like, oh yeah, and then I tossed that. Yeah. Or whatever. And they were right. like, okay, well, oh, well, that's something that we only know. Yeah. Like there are certain details that they don't release to the public. Right, right. Because they they use that as kind of the right right that like makes one sense. of the barometers that they can see it you know of course. only the person only the victim and the perpetrator know what yeah know? right right um but i mean Ugh, it's God, awful it was just i mean and and but it's so well done i think this is my and favorite it's awful thing. because also the woman survives the woman that's does also survive. something to say it and is she true. completely forgot what happened to her yeah and so she also so was brain, like a lot of brain trauma yeah and they um, said like because she was beaten over the head yeah mm-hmm. um and like she said, like I, listen, I am like I hate that this happened like Absolutely. around me, but yeah. like I, she was not really a part of the trial. No. I think they like had her attest to like what had happened or something. Well, they brought her like, to the witness stand, which is also in, in on the part of the, yeah of the pr- prosecution. It's fucked up. Yeah, because she doesn't want to fucking be there. She's trying no. to fucking like she's. I mean, they brought yeah. her out before she was fully recovered. She was ready. Yeah, exactly. And it was very fucked up. Yeah, they should not have it's, done that because it was emotionally manipulating the jury extremely. Yeah. Yes, very much. And she uh, on the stand said like. I don't remember. I don't know. That's yeah, exactly. Um, and she said, like, like later on, like years later and stuff too. Like, I'm listen. I'm glad that like who did it like has been yeah. brought to justice. But like in general, I'm just trying to move on with my life. And I'm, of course, I feel yeah. very terrible that they also were trying to move on with their life. It's and, true. And something yeah. terrible happened to them that night too. Yeah. You know, like she yeah. like she's been really good about. Yeah, and she works a lot with sexual assault victims now, which is oh, good. Awesome. She's she's doing the good work. But it's awful because it's just like so many <clears throat> people's lives were ruined because of one asshole. <laughs> I know, because of one fucking asshole. And he was also, a, uh, he had been caught for rape before that. He was, too. yeah. But because we have such fucking lenient laws against rapists, they fucking get off Scott goddamn yeah. free well, they half think the time. He, they think he committed two rapes one of them was proven and he was sentenced for mm-hmm. and the other one they didn't prove but he mm-hmm. confessed to yeah and they're like there may have been more oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah probably Somebody, were yeah more. especially some if someone's escalated to that level yeah. of like beating someone and leaving them for dead yeah. in the middle of central park while yeah. there's a bunch of kids and people all out Everywhere. and being loud and stuff yeah. you have done this many many oh yeah it's before. a serial thing yeah it's point. a yeah it's an escalation <laughs> yeah. you know and that's how serial killers start it's true right is right. the other thing um anyway i'm screaming oh my god (laughs) but like i want to bring attention to something that i that's actually very actionable right now i mean if you know of anyone linda i'm gonna call her out by name linda fairstein who was the detective okay she's a sex crimes detective amazing and she is the one who and it's interesting watching this and i think the documentary to an extent but really watching the series Mm -hmm. really i didn't fully understand how much they fabricated in yeah. order to make this work oh yeah and, like yeah. i knew that they like they're like oh they got the confessions and like changed the timeline but like this woman yep. made a decision at some point and it's interesting because at first there was a bunch of black and brown boys in the room and she mm-hmm. said these are all witnesses mm-hmm. and i don't and it's interesting i'd love to uh, love to someday <laughs> i'm gonna go back and rewatch it because i want to figure out when the point is that she flips and goes, she flips her switch and goes like she starts calling them animals Bro. She's just like these. Brutes, she wants fucking these, blood. Yeah, all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, and I'm not. I I didn't catch it the first time. She wants um, to fucking close the case and become famous. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And what's I just want to point out for everybody. Amazing. Um, I got into an interesting talk. It wasn't an argument, but a talk with somebody at work about sort of like, well, she's looking out for women, to an extent. Here's not if you're fucking. Here's the right, thing too. Ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. This is this woman, Linda Fairstein. In 2016, 15 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. she defended Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm screaming. So Linda Fairstein, she also has a book on the market right now. And the reason I bring this up is just so you know, I, I highly doubt anyone who listens to this podcast is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go buy that Linda Fairstein book. Don't fucking buy it. But yeah. don't buy it. She's written other books before. Like, Obviously. she needs to be condemned. She needs yeah. to be condemned because she claims that it, she has nothing to do with race, that she doesn't see color in the world, that she only cares about women. And she clearly doesn't. She doesn't care no, about women. No, because if you cared about women, you would try to find the real perpetrator yep. and get them off the street. Yep. You yep. wouldn't care about winning. You'd yeah. care about finding the truth. Right. And the thing is, finding the truth often takes years and years and years. Right. And doesn't make you famous. No. I'm right. listening to this, like – I mean, quick tangent. The Murder Squad, it's a podcast (laughs) about Mm -hmm. how, like, you can be an armchair sleuth and help um, Mm, find more information on cold cases Mm -hmm. based on, like, photographs. A lot of them, it's like, this guy was a fucking serial killer. Mm -hmm. He got arrested and died in prison. Thank God. But also, there are all of these pictures of these other women, and we want to see if they were also victims or they are missing persons that we can give, like, you know, peace of mind to the family. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And, like, they were interviewing this one woman um because they were trying to find out about this one guy who was definitely a multiple serial killer mm-hmm. and like child rapist mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. fucking psycho sick motherfucker right um and they were talking to the woman one of the women who was an investigator on the case and she knew that one of these girls that he just like he like left her in a trailer park mm-hmm. like he abandoned her mm-hmm. and that was part of the reason they were able to tie that he had many identities mm-hmm. Um, and they got his – he used to repair VCRs and they got his fingerprint off of VC oh, wow. like VHS tapes. Oh, Isn't wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but she was like, I don't think that's his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's his daughter. I think that this do- that this girl was stolen or sold to him mm-hmm. or something. This is not his daughter biologically. I right. just don't believe it. It was before DNA and all this shit. And for years, mm-hmm. like literally 20 years, this woman like slowly chipped away mm-hmm. at like – trying to figure out mm. who this girl was because yes yeah, she was she had been adopted and was being raised by a family sure. that was loving and everything but she yeah. was like where did this girl come from right right like she was clearly abused by this man who claimed to be her father right but was not and yeah. they found out by dna that he she wasn't mm. and they like i still don't think that they have a like super definitive answer as to like mm-hmm. who she was or something but like they found out his mo was like marrying women mm-hmm. abusing their oh, wow. his step children and then oh, wow. murdering the women and oh, then God. taking the children to other places oh, wow. using the child and being like i'm a bereaved father to gain other women's trust oh wow start the cycle over again murder everyone yikes yeah it was awful yeah. like it there it's part of the allentown four mm-hmm. investigation where there were like bodies found in barrels mm-hmm. and um but the thing is like this woman's name is roxanne i don't even know her last name sure but she's an incredible detective right who worked not just on her active cases, but always worked on chipping away at trying mm-hmm. to find out who this girl was right. and where she came from and whether or not she was a missing person with a family that was still waiting for her to come right. home 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. And she's not fucking famous. Yeah. Right. Because what she's doing <coughs> is actual, is like what the machinations right. of justice it's are. True it's true finding work. the truth it's, and culling yeah. through shit and it taking forever sometimes. Right. And right. just being like, well, I don't care. I'm doing this because I care about people and yeah. I don't want a grieving family out there waiting for their daughter right right you know yeah and it's yeah. like if this fucking woman really cared <laughs> about women and really cared about this fucking rape victim yeah yeah she would have been like it feels like this is the answer to me right all of these kids running wild in the thing right in the in the park that night yeah but what if it's not? Yeah. What if that was a cover for yeah. somebody else to do something else nefarious? That would make it right. a lot more complicated of a story. Yeah, it would. And a lot harder to find. Yeah. But 
I'm going to keep fucking digging. You know what I mean? And and I mean, you have to start from scratch to be a good detective. You have to start from scratch so many times. Well, and especially, I mean, she is no, there's no excuse for her. I mean, she knew the timeline immediately doesn't match up. No. There's immediately one set of footprints, not five. And that's the thing. That's, (laughs) that's the ambition. Right. right. Kicking in and going, ignore that. Yeah. Ignore that. Right. Ignore that. Yeah. Because it's like. That doesn't. That's not going to fit into the narrative of me being able right. to like she be can't a have superstar, high profile case. High profile yeah. case. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Everyone watch it. It was. It, this is my favorite thing Ava DuVernay's done that I've seen so that's far. Amazing. Um. Performances. I'm just. I mean, Omar from The Wire. I always forget his name, and I just call him Omar. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Amazing. Oh, there's a great scene where. Because one of the boy's fathers told him to lie, basically. Oh, because yeah, because he, he says, scared. like, he goes, just tell them whatever they want to hear so you can come home. Yeah. Or whatever. I, yeah. I remember uh, that from the documentary. That scene, uh, the, the, Omar did a fantastic job in that scene. He, oh, God, yeah. it was heartbreaking. Um, And it is kind of, I mean, it, it's, spoiler alert, tri- it's triumphant. They get, they are exonerated fully. They're exonerated, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like. They've also, I mean, they've spent years in lives. prison. Yeah, their yeah. adolescence is gone. Yeah. You know. Oh um, yeah. So everybody, everyone, watch it. It's. It, I think it's really you know watch it when as you can. Yeah. I binged it. I don't think I don't advise anybody do that. That sounds really hard. Four hours. Yes. Um, <laughs> I cried like the entire time. It's a lot Maybe, of very also, intense content. I was also very tired, so it was just like I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> that's so overwhelming. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, well, uh, do you have a? Are you wearing a watch, by any chance? Oh, I I'm not actually, but I I I do have my phone. Oh really? Can you uh, let me know? It says that it's time for the internet junk <laughs> drawer. Um, Alex, what's your internet junk drawer? <laughs> My internet junk drawer is a very weird specific meme that's okay. been going around on Twitter, okay. and it's absolutely silly. Sometimes I like to have my internet junk drawer just be, like, absolute goofiness. Yeah. And, uh, this is absolute goofiness. It's, like, the SpongeBob video. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? No, I don't think so. So, it's, like, a SpongeBob... I don't know how to explain it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so it's, like, SpongeBob... Dressed in like a dress with like, uh, like a wig kind of drawn on and like a purse, and then there's like the the Eiffel Tower in the background, and it like zooms out, and it's like French, like accordion music plays, and and it's just like me when I order a baguette at Panera or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just people like dragging themselves, um, and they people have used like all different. It's now had like all different iterations uh-huh. and all different like you know places that SpongeBob's in and like outfits that SpongeBob's wearing, mm-hmm. and I find it absolutely hilarious. Really? And I don't know why <laughs> I'm trying to find it right now in my like my very long Twitter likes, <laughs> um, but I enjoy the fuck out of it. If you guys know what I'm talking about, I hope you do. Oh, this mm-hmm. is one that's like. This is an iteration of it. That's me when I correctly guess someone's zodiac sign, and it's SpongeBob dressed like the witches from American Horror Story. Oh my god! And it's a quick zoom out. This is fantastic. The music. (laughs) And SpongeBob's like frowning. Yeah. Like I don't. Like I don't. I don't know. I know it's referencing like a. 
uh, an episode, but I don't mm-hmm. remember what the episode oh, really? was. Uh-huh. Yeah, of SpongeBob just like being dressed up, but like kind of frowning and like mm-hmm. in a really fancy position, like kind of stuck in a fancy position. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. SpongeBob I find it. Oh, here it is. Good. Literally, no one me ordering a baguette as I, as I side up Panera. Oh my god, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like red lipstick on and like cat eyeliner and a beret. And a red purse. And then there's the Eiffel Tower in the background. That's fantastic. And that music plays over it. And it, like, zooms in and moves around like a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a lot harder to explain than it is to just see. Go on Alex's <laughs> Twitter. But go on my Twitter. I'm going to retweet it, the yeah. original one right now. Yeah. Like, one of the original ones is the French one. So I'm going <laughs> to retweet that. Um, go check it out. It's I think it's fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, even I think it's, and it has, I didn't it has a lot of yeah no it has a, and it has funny. a lot of iterations now so like each different place that uh-huh. people like put SpongeBob in where it yeah, yeah, makes yeah. it more funny to me yeah the background you that know? American Horror Story one is truly fantastic yeah that one's funny. <laughs> like it's playing it's the like theme me song. guessing it's someone's playing. zodiac yeah. sign and it's just them like <laughs> being a witch yeah. SpongeBob being a witch like it's <laughs> funny it's really cute it's kind of cute too you know um. It's very harm. It's one of those very harmless memes. Yeah, exactly. Nobody loses. Yeah, because <laughs> it's also you making fun it's of yourself. It's at no one's expense. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's you making fun of yourself mostly. Yeah, so that's fun. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Good clean content. Good clean content. Thank God, the <laughs> children. Mean, yes, I was about to say the youths. The youths. They're being corrupted. Anyway, go ahead. Um, mine are Yeah, it's a 19 minute video called Mean Girls. Colon, Regina George, The Psychology of a Dictator. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the most you, YouTube. Oh my God. It's truly fantastic. It's just basically a video essay. Olivia's favorite down. kind of video. I love video A video essay, essay uh, about a movie. Listen, I love a 20 minute movie themed video essay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It's so true. So many times I've come home and you're like cooking dinner and there's like, hey guys, so today, we have an hour-long discussion yeah. <laughs> about the color red yeah. in the Batman movies. It's true. Number one. <laughs> in 1968. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so my true. God. <laughs> I fucking live this for that shit, exhausting. <laughs> into it. This video is just, first of all, it's a lot of fun. They like the way it's like made. It's just really great. That's fun. Um, it's also a really fun. I have been uh, sort of reading about um, sort of authoritarianism. Oh, recently. sure. And um, <laughs> I've just been, it's like when Hermione puts that giant big book on yeah, the table yeah, yeah. and she goes like, Hermione, why do you have that checked out from the library? And she's like, bit of light reading. <laughs> That's you. That's <laughs> um, but with like heavy topics. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Into, I'm into learning about it, man. Yeah. And uh, so, it, but it was interesting because I feel like this video sort of explained to me the anatomy of dictator like a dictator sort of archetype the archetype of a dictator dictator. okay not the physical anatomy no no not that that's gross um but in in a much more succinct and understandable way than i've seen literally anywhere else okay it's just like i found it very illuminating like reading sort of very heavy political theory and then watching this video you're kind of like oh that's all you're saying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's also a fun video because it really does kind of remind you about how smart this movie is. Like, yeah. Tina Fey really did did the damn thing. Like, Amazing. It's every little, it sort of breaks down sort of 
very specific scenes. Mm-hmm. Like the first scene where Regina meets Katie. Mm-hmm. The only reason that she invites her over there is because Jason is talking to her mm-hmm. because she sees her as like a threat. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, oh, she's pretty. Of you course. know? Yeah. And just sort of the way that she. So you think holds. you're pretty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you, you agree. You're, you think you're, you're really pretty. pretty. <laughs> and sort of this like holding the upper hand in the conversation, yeah. like establishing her dominance and yeah. stuff. And they, the way they like relate it to political theory is just so fun. You're that like, is really fun. That's crazy. I, I was never just talking to our friend, our mutual friend, when we like, we were out last night <coughs> and I don't know how it got brought up, but you got brought up and then me. <laughs> me. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, it was because she said something about Gossip Girl. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't watch that. And she was like, oh, well, another cultural touchstone that you've missed or whatever. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, you know who's fucking obsessed with that show, though? Olivia. Olivia. And she was like, that's weird. Yeah. But then she goes, actually, that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, she's kind of obsessed with high school stuff. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because it's a microcosm of the political world. Exactly. And that's what she's obsessed with. And she went like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah she really is. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about I was like, that's oh her, like, God. whole MO. That's my whole MO. It's like high school that's being a, a – Yeah. Oh because God. when it's about real politics, it's really fucking depressing. No, it's sad. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, like, a fun way to talk about politics and sociology and, like, the dynamics of power. Okay. Heather, remember yes. when JD yes. is mm-hmm. just like, what if I I, the school I isn't society? Like, what was it? Society. society isn't the school. The school is society. I know. Weird I remember. impression. I had to rewrite that quote many times in the pitch book that I put oh, together for a short film we made. That's true. <laughs> I remember because remember, you were like, we got to put this quote. We got to put this quote in the first page. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, you ma'am. Now print it. I, I have to fucking, and I had to reformat that quote many times. Yes. So I was like, that's something that I know. And that is something that's in the back of my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, it's a fun video. If you're ever just check like, out the video essay that Luke, check out the video if you want essay. homework and if you want to ditch that homework, go watch a SpongeBob fucking video on Twitter. Jorge <laughs> Nola's dose, man. It's fantastic. Um, good clean fun. Good clean fun all around. All around. Well, we'll see you back here next time. We will. Here on. Oh my God! Wait, another well, internet junk tour moment. Well, Did you see? I t- <laughs> I I cc'd you on a tweet. Okay. I don't think you ever responded. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't love me. <laughs> it was how to make how to make your NPR name. Look in your mentions. Okay. It's so funny. My NPR oh, name. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, it's okay. so good. Wait, make your NPR name. Um, okay, guys, let's figure out your NPR name. First name, the author of the most recent book. Oh, this is fun. The last name. Last name. Of the author of the most recent book you've read. Oh, God. And then the other one is the 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 street street. name of the last place you got an Uber Lyft to. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) So at the time, mine was Awad Green. (laughs) And Green was with an E at the end. And I was like, holy shit. Hello, my name is Awad Green. Awad Green. And you're listening to All Things Considered. Oh, shit. So the first name is the... Here's the... Okay, so... Oh, man. The last book I read was The History of the Twelve Caesars by Suetonius. So that means... Your first name is Suetonius. Suetonius. (laughs) That makes a whole (laughs) lot of sense. That still works, you fucking weirdo. Suetonius Gates. Suetonius Gates? (laughs) Yeah. She is Suetonius Gates, and I am A. Watson. (laughs) Welcome Hello, back. Hello, welcome to NPR. My name is Sutonius Gates. I'm here with Awad Green. Hello, I'm Awad Green. <laughs>
It's that funny is, as fuck. This is great. It always works. Oh my God, everybody so do this. This is amazing. It's, I love it so what much. What a great idea. Anyway. Oh man. So, That's signing a, off. Yeah, <laughs> signing off. So, Tony is... Gates and they wide group. I want to make the show. It's I funny know what shit. we talk about. I feel like we should have one parody. Ep- we we've done this from the very beginning where we pretend to be NPR. But yeah, we, we talk. Do. We should have one episode where we completely parody NPR and just talk about bullshit. Oh my god, yeah, let's do it. That would be fun. That would you guys fun. listen to that? Would you guys immediately unsubscribe if we did that? <laughs> we do so much bullshit on this podcast. I don't know why you, that would be the the fucking straw that breaks your back. But... I still don't understand why y'all listen to these watch alongs. But... <laughs> Listen, we'll keep doing them because they're fun. It's so true. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's the episodes that take the least amount of effort on our no. part. And it's truly it's so dumb. Half the shit that we're on the saying. Couch. Bullshit. I mean, it's that's just, what that's how we watch movies anyway. Yeah. So I can we just like pull out a fucking There's mic. There's zero brain power that goes into and this. It's our most listened to episode. I know. By far. Truly wild. Why? Across the board, too. Guys, can you please tweet us and explain why, <laughs> why? you like those episodes? I DM us. I don't know. Like, I just want to know. Well, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like, that's fine. But I'm just a little confused. <laughs> Why don't you want to hear our structured thoughts? You just like our fucking quips. I know. <laughs> anyway. We put power into this, brain power into doing, talking about stuff. Kind sure. Of. Anyway. Anyway, guys, you can follow we'll probably, we'll probably have another watch along coming soon because we know what you like. Hell yeah. We give the people what they want. <laughs> we give you what you want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> we should watch Spice World. We should watch Spice World. Have you seen Spice World? I've seen yeah, Spice okay. World. There's somebody in my close friend group who has like not ever seen Spice World and I feel like I think I know who it is. Oh really? Okay. We should force them anyway. to watch it. <laughs> Anywho. Follow us as a podcast at a ridiculous pod on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why I just like refuse to let this episode die. <laughs> I keep going, no, wait. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Oh, wait, I got Sorry. Else anyway, say. if you want to hear my fucking big ass continue <laughs> squawking AO, you can follow me at Alex Shan, A L U X S H I N, on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Liviosa, L I V I O S A H. On Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. Please rate uh, wherever you're listening and on Spotify. Favorite us and on Apple. Give us five stars. Five. Don't give me less than five stars. Well, I mean, I, listen, if you have a really legitimate criticism, like, let us know. 